And then finally, what would you say to your younger self if he was listening today? Naruto. (laughs) 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 Believe believe it. Believe it. (laughs) Don't say anymore. That's it, Nas. We got it. (laughs) And that's a wrap. (laughs) For all younger generations, you see a child... Uh, what can I do? Naruto. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> you guys ever see Attack the Block? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bonkai. Senbon Sakura. Kage Yoshi. Welcome anime fans to the Super Anime Podcast, where each week we look to entertain, inspire and inform you on all things anime. Whether you're new to anime or a seasoned veteran, we invite you to come listen, share and laugh with us. We hope every episode ignites your attacking spirit and leaves you feeling super. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Let's start the show. It's over 9 million. Screw that. It's over 10 million. No, not the amount of times I've beaten Solo Mario Kart, but it's the number of views our guest has amassed for his fan-made animation short film. But before that, our guest has worked on projects such as The Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the the movie, that's a mouthful, Castlevania, Lego Monkey Kid, and just a small studio, small studio named Marvel. Silver surfing his way across the industry. He's the animator. He's an animator and a story artist who... Oh, my mic just broke out. Anyway. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on in my mind? It's too yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. It's too much. It's too much. You can take it. Wait, you wait, can take wait. it. Uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Sorry about this, Nas. Oh, you keep that on there, Keep it all of this. <laughs> 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 I keep it all of this. Are you okay? I blame the flu, okay? guys. I blame the flu. Go get some water. Get yeah, some yeah, water. yeah. I'll just drink some. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Nah, nah. <clears throat> I got some water. Yeah, just uh, sorry. Also, why can I only see half your yeah. face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put your camera down. Move it down. Move it down. <laughs> sorry, it's just uh... and do it. <laughs> I've got it on like a mic stand <laughs> so it keeps moving I need a new boom arm like I need a new boom arm uh, but anyway let me uh, <laughs> let me let me go back from <laughs> where was I alright cool Silver Surf in his way <laughs> Silver Surf in his way across the industry he's an animator a story artist who hails from Canada the mad scientist behind the four-year anime film project. Ladies and gentlemen, all our super lights, I give you the creator of what's arguably the greatest anime fan film in history. Welcome to the show, the author, the producer, the writer of legend, a Dragon Ball tale, Nasir Pasha! We got there in the end. We got there in the end. We got there in the end. Welcome to the show, Nas. How are you? Hey, man. It's really good to be here. I'm doing good. You? Uh, great. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I mean, I'm sure this is a podcast like Nam Nava, a guy who got a flu and, you know, 
trying to uh, give you a good intro, but hopefully that wasn't too bad. And like you mentioned, I think I'll just keep that all in because, you know, it doesn't always work out like it does, you know. So here you go, listeners. I think the flu got your camera yeah, too. It's, 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 it's the big E yeah. now. Everything. The virus just spread everywhere. All right. Um, one thing we do on the, um, our, our guest that... Um, Nas is just we ask tell us an interesting fact about you that people don't know about you or you that you're willing to share interesting yikes uh, uh, I used to eat rice three times a day and eat the same thing every day and mm. never get bored of it and I don't, that's not an interesting fact it's just odd because now that I'm married my wife is like what do you want to eat tonight I'm like the same thing I ate yesterday she's like well, how so boring like, what do you what do you mean? Don't you get bored of your food? No, bored of good food. I'll eat something good today. I'll eat good, something good tomorrow. I'll eat it the day after. I'll eat it the day after. I'll still fucking like it. So I don't know. It, it, Efficiency. I, what, you know what's interesting to me is when people find it strange that I would eat the same thing every day for maybe like a year. Um, mm. It's probably not good for you. <laughs> but like, uh, I mean. I'm alive, so... Yeah, exactly. It keeps things efficient, like, like you mentioned. I, was that just plain rice on its nah, own? Or would you no, like, no, 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 that's just plain okay, rice. That, that's odd. <laughs> that's <laughs> odd. No, no. <laughs> that, that, now, that would be a step too far. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But no, that, that, I, I think that's an interesting fact. Well, it's definitely um, interesting, so I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, maybe you might... Up, I don't know. Maybe have you upgraded to just not noodles or something? Or is it just... Yeah, any- I mean... She's Japanese, so I have to eat the Japanese way now. So you have to have balance. All about balance. Mm. Ginger soup. I, I can't stand eating soup, <laughs> but I eat it every day. Um, rice, yeah. And uh, the battle of having to figure out food, man. It's too much for me. I, I can tell already. You're like, part, part of you must be like, just go back to the rice, man. Just go back to the rice. It eliminates, eliminates friction. There we go. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. Oh, gosh. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then, if you could, if you could cosplay, this is just our general um, warm-up questions. If you could cosplay any character, any anime character, who would you cosplay and why? Sailor Moon. We don't, we don't judge it. That came out way too quick. <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, if I could do a character, I mean, mm-hmm. if I could get really jacked, I'd shave my hair and be Kratos. But if I, ah. if that's not in the realm of possibility in the next five or ten years, uh. Maybe uh, Jigen from Samra- uh, from Lupin the Third, because I yeah. already have a beard. <laughs> I like that. That's a good choice, actually. That's a good choice. Um, I've I've been thinking about this, and I might. There's been there's been quite a few. I know I've said Naruto in the past, but I'm trying to think that. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to try Hajime no Ippo, get back into shape. Oh, so, yeah, man. That'd be a good yeah. uh, motivation for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try that. And then next year, I'm going to cosplay him. Uh. So this is the start oh. after I come off the flu. Uh. Yeah. You're going to have to like ragged up your gloves too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. Actually. Very nice. You both have Ippo fans then, I'm guessing? I am solo. I haven't, hasn't seen, seen it yet. yet. I haven't oh, seen oh, it. It's, he's been. Don't worry. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm, he's been. Nas. Nas. Ed has been getting. That's onto one me that you it. can probably get onto me for it. <laughs> okay, so people will do that to you all the time. It's like, oh, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this. But when you watch it as an adult, it's not the same when you watch it in your youth. That's probably one I imagine it's gonna stand <laughs> up well. Oh, um, okay. Oh man, for sure, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, I've been telling Solo, so he knows. He knows he needs. But I'm sure there's vice versa. There's things he's telling me to read and watch. He's more of a manga reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of an anime watcher, so I know he's 
reads tons of manga. One of the one that he asked me to read. I did start, but I haven't got through it yet. Vagabond. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need oh, to yeah. finish that. Need, yeah. You need Same to get onto that. We need yeah, to get onto sure. that. Move past chapter one. That's probably and, a good and, place to start. And speaking of anime. <laughs> I mean, yeah, chapter one would be just it's not so low. You haven't even finished it yet. Don't know why you're trying to be we smart. We just skipped to chapter 10 for no reason. It. Like, you haven't finished it. You haven't even finished chapter one yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, of course. But anyway, um, what anime are you currently watching then, Nels? Uh, if I can find the time to watch anime, like these mm. days, I'm trying to get Mob Psycho back into my life. Mm. And I did see the first three episodes of Chainsaw Man. So yes. that was that was pretty hype. Oh man, it, that show's on steroids. <laughs> so, yes, um, but like Absolutely in a good way. Man. It's not like a lot of the, like I guess like uh, new generation anime that just looks like it's just like an overflow yeah. of like adrenaline yeah. and like there's mm-hmm. no like ebb and flow. Uh, Chainsaw Man looks like there's a little bit of variety there. And uh, the the story is like what story? <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I'm enjoying. I'm definitely enjoying it. So that's all that matters. <laughs> that's good i mean that's that is like you mentioned anime whether you like it or not is subjective so it's whether you enjoy it or not um but yeah chainsaw man i've seen the first episode i'm just waiting for it to build i know the manga was very popular so mm. i'm waiting for it to build and I'll, I'll continue to watch that and then finally uh before we get off the um cold uh, not, sorry the casual questions what is your favorite anime or do you have a favorite anime i have a i have like a top like, and they're Ooh. all they're in the category of the okay. best so mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop is probably number yep. one for me in terms oh, of like okay. something if you if you had no context and you need no starting point, you can just enjoy mm. it. And the mm. music just makes it so much better and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So Cowboy Bebop would take place for number one, but like my second number one, because like it's not the same category, would probably be Hunter x Ooh. Hunter. Um it, the first one, like the the, the 90, 97, 94 version, one. I think. Yeah. I never yeah, saw the new ah, one. Okay. Interesting. Uh, unless it was in 97, like the, their first generation one the where they go to the Greed Island. And uh it was just and when I when I absorbed it when I was a kid, like, oh man, it was crazy with the Ryudan and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then obviously Avatar, The Last Airbender, is mm. uh for every reason that show is amazing and mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. I, I didn't put dragon ball z in there because dragon ball z is its own category like mm. it's why i became an animator it's it's something else like even if the show itself if you watch it back you're like yeah okay mm. yeah like the story what okay 38 episodes for them to do one like there's all that sort of stuff and if you can filter all that stuff out if you read the comic which i didn't get to when i was mm. younger but um mm. it has definitely its own category so i'd almost put it like outside of anime uh, you know like <laughs> yeah it's like you know when people say like who's the best rapper and if you name anyone they're like but what about Tupac? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. but but that's, that's not what they're saying, yeah, right? Like yeah. <laughs> that's how I see it. You know, I kind no, of no, no, that's that's fair enough. I think you made some, you named some strong ones. No, so sorry, sorry to fight in there. No, I think it's it's. I like the way you broke that down because I think so, and I, I'm I, I do this as well. Like ah, oh, just top five and try to list it. I like how you've said no, they're all they're all my favorites, mm-hmm. but for different reasons, um, and that kind of allows. I'm gonna, you know, I'm shamelessly, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that methodology, my friend, because that kind of gives a good, good foundation to kind of (laughs) add things in. Good, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. Okay, why don't we go back to that question at the end of this? If if you let it sit with you long enough while we're talking, good deal, good deal. And I want to know yours then. (laughs) I imagine his top one won't change, but (laughs) yeah, I won't say his top one yet because we both we both shared a top one, Um, but I'm yeah. Yeah, it's the top one for 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 one reason alone. 
well not one reason a myriad of reasons but for us yeah all right cool and that was a nice segue in terms of like actually how did you get into anime um i know you mentioned dragon ball z was that the kind of the starting point the love with anime the love of animation uh for me it was something way more violent so like i was maybe maybe eight or nine years old um and i remember my sister her friend my sister's older than me maybe like six years older than me so her she's in like high school and stuff and her friend who was kind of like a big brother to me um amazing artist too uh all her friends were just good at art i don't understand why but uh he um told me he's like hey do you know anime and stuff i'm like no and he introduced me to uh the guyver and um Ooh, it was Giver. so crazy and so violent yes. i'm like this is what japanese cartoons are like and then i'm like <laughs> i'm like oh man and then he's like i'll give you another one and it was bow the visitor and Ooh, uh I haven't heard of that. when i saw that i was like this is that one's even more violent man <laughs> it's so good it's an ova and I, I found out recently that it's actually by the guy who did jojo's bizarre adventure which i don't oh, watch okay. okay but um i can't stand i can't stand like the designs <laughs> like, um, but uh but I know there's probably some great stuff. I've seen some season one stuff, like clips from that, and it looks amazing. Mm. But I just, I wouldn't get into it. I just so many. My list is big enough, you know. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. but Bao the Visitor was like my second, like, and it just it hooked. When I saw Guyver, I was already crazy about it. But when I saw Bao, and it's like an OVA, which is close story, like everything about it, I was like, oh my god, like I want to draw like this. I want I, all my stuff started to look like that. And I was only in like grade three, and um, after that, um, I found out about Dragon Ball Z. Because uh, of uh, we had like basic cable in um, when I was like growing up, and Rogers, like our cable company, did this promo where they would give you specialty channels for a month. It's like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you would like buy mm-hmm. into it, and they gave us Teletoon. I don't know if you have Teletoon in the UK, yeah. but like they have a, a, a like an all night anime spot. And they would show like Ghosts in the Shell, Ninja Scroll, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Wings of Hanema, and Dragon Ball Z was on the list. And I remember when I saw the name, I was like, Dragon Ball Z? Like, is this a, is that like a stupid show about that kid? Like, I didn't know what yeah, Dragon, yeah. like, I didn't know what anime was, right? I just yeah, always saw yeah, like this yeah. little kid. I'm like, what is he thinks he's so strong? What is this? <laughs> and then I saw Dragon Ball Z and I lost my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, yeah, my old self died and that one replaced me. So that's kind of like my intro to anime. So at like a really young nice. age and like just injected itself into my drawings and that's about it. I think the quote of the um, podcast so far is when you said um, it had so much violence. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But call I call it mean, like 80s ultraviolence. Yeah. <laughs> That's my genre. Real, they, they did not care at all. Like, so they, they would never get made now. No. Never get made now. Well, I, well, they probably would, but they no, wouldn't be. Or they might be by yeah. me. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. We, we hope so. <laughs> we hope so. And we're going to get into um, Legend because that was gritty. That was, I loved it. And I'm, I'm sure you heard us say on the interview we did with David, that was gritty. That was violent. It was like, honestly, just raw. Um, but I would say one thing that I, um, I would say is that Nas, we are akin to each other and that um we share the same mic you could say one mic you see what i did there so mm, yes. oh but it's also a nas reference so i like that all right then uh, you're so you're I, so I, smug I, right now look at you you're not ill you're too happy to be ill look at that what's this <laughs> oh now he coughs so but, he's looking at your icon to go he's yeah, all cameraless exactly. can't do anything to me exactly the confidence is flowing right now nas <laughs> but <laughs> I, I say that because I too started my anime journey with uh, something very despicable and violent. Mine was Ninja Scroll. 
um, and Samurai yes. X. So, or um, oh, Rin, yeah, yeah. Rin and Kenshin, yeah. I also mm-hmm. had um, older siblings, or I say older, older cousins when I grew up in Ghana um, from the ages of five to nine. So as you can imagine, teenage boys always wanted to like watch different things, and here I am, what six years old, watching Ninja Scroll, and it's, yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy. But um, yeah, then I came back to London, and then obviously got back into Dragon Ball Z and so on and so forth. But yeah, akin yeah. in the same way that we started started with violent anime, and I think you know it served as well. You know, we're both creative, <laughs> so there Look you go. Look how good we all turned out. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly all right so let's get into legend because i'm sure yeah let's get into um legend so when we talk about legend you know it's the the fandom has just been electric phenomenal like you've had people from the likes of rdc world reacting to it um as i mentioned in the beginning over 10 million views where was the point of genesis the point of conception when you first thought of this story idea okay um uh, it'll be better explained when my documentary comes out because it's just a little okay, more in yes. depth. But I'll give yes. you like the, the abridged yeah, version of, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um like the the funny reason is because I was watching Dragon Ball Super, we're almost at the end. Vegeta mm-hmm. turns like super f- blue Super Saiyan. Super mm-hmm. super blue super saiyan, like whatever it's called. <laughs> and um he's fighting like Jiren and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And they uh he loses again! <laughs> And I was like, what? He was almost so cool. Um, it's like, oh, it's up to you now, Kakarot. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. 20 years I've been doing this to me. I need to do my own Vegeta movie now. So I was so sure he was going to be like the, the tournament, like the champion of the tournament. But like, no, nah, man, they took that away from me. That, they let him shine for a bit. But just like every other time, they let him, he's like the reason you find out how strong the villain is, you know? <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, wow, that's very um, true. That's, that's, the funny, that's the funny motivation for it. But the my artistic motivation for it was like ever since i was a kid i actually like when i was in uh, grade five i made my own dragon ball z like small animated thing mm-hmm. and um i always wanted to be an animator and when i finally became one um you know you try to get your career started and stuff you get busy with work life and all that thing so you have to you have to actively make time for your hobbies which is also what you do professionally it's just not the same category right maybe yeah. you're working on kids shows but like what you want to be doing is this ultra violent 80s stuff and um and I, I never forgot about it. So like after watching Dragon Ball that day, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna finally do it. So then I go over to my friend Giuseppe's house who worked on the project and we were doing like a night of like training and then we do also having like a Naruto drawing party. And then um, like we would just watch Naruto in the mm. background, like the best episodes mm. and then we just draw and stuff. But like <clears throat> by morning, um, I had the idea of I wanna draw what Vegeta would look like. And I did a single drawing of him and uh, I was really happy with him like this is it this is mm. the the king lee version of him and then i just started working from there so um that was in 2018 and uh i just i just kept going with it how how did you get the was the art style was that yeah how did you come up with the art style was that something intentional or was that something that you just like it it was part of your like because i know every artist has their own kind of uniqueness to it so how did that art style because it's very unique and i i really enjoyed it it's very distinctive oh, as well i appreciate it no honestly like it's honestly grand so how did you come up with the art style um and then how did that kind of like evolve to the whole thing so i definitely didn't like develop an art style for it because mm. like for me like style is like when you when you strip everything away from a person what's left style is what's left you know if you take away their tools and you take away a pencil versus a brush and all you gave them was like a piece of chalk it's like what what how will their hand move what are their sensibilities that's their style when you you're devoid of any sort of uh extra 
So people can develop styles. Like, you know, oh, you want it to look like Ninja Scroll? You gotta draw the noses like this or the biceps mm. like this. But for me, um, that's just how I wanna draw. So my influences though, like uh, Studio Trigger, like uh, Good and mm -hmm. Lagan and Kill mm -hmm. the Kill, and then all yeah. your ultra 80s violent stuff like Ninja Scroll, Ghost in the Shell, Bow the Visitor, Dragon Ball Z, like these stuff, they've just been part of like my uh, upbringing mm -hmm. so much. So even yeah. if I was trying not to make it look like any of that stuff, it's not even possible. Like it would, it would always end up looking like mm -hmm. something, like a portion of something uh, uh, from each of those. So whatever the, the sum of that is, if that looks like that's mine now, nice. <laughs> like, I'll take it. <laughs> no, it honestly does. Like if I see something else with that similar style, I'm just gonna um, think of you um, distinctively, unless <laughs> obviously they put their name on there. But I, I honestly will. And thus, because I know when we spoke to David, like literally no, little to no budget was used on this, um, the creation of Legend. Does that affect the way you created the actual film in terms of like the art style, in terms of um, just resourcefulness and so on and so forth? Like if you had the quote unquote um, required budget, would anything specifically change or would you just keep things as they were? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so there was absolutely zero budget. The only mm. budget is a deficit. It was me paying for Dropbox. Okay. <laughs> so, Crazy. Uh. So, <laughs> four years, hundred bucks, a four hundred dollar production, right? This is what four hundred bucks will get you. It was a negative. A <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So, so there's they're saying that, but then um, uh, the question is, if there was a budget, would anything be different? How would it be different, or that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, the main difference is that I can pay people for their time, okay. yeah. and also mm. I can give more things for them to do as opposed to what mm. I do. Because gotcha. um, a lot of it was lifted on my own shoulders. And that's one as a consequence of my interest of just mm -hmm. doing it. Like I was treating it like an animation masterclass for mm -hmm. myself. And so that's the only reason I animated every scene. I had friends, like originally when I planned it, I wanted to like dish it out. Like I'm like, oh, 10 scenes here, five scenes there. It's just gonna be like a party. Everyone gets to join my mm -hmm. project and all this sort of stuff. But um, as I finished the storyboards and I was just getting more uh, excited about the project I couldn't bear to give it away I'm like this is my chance to do all the stuff that I always wanted to do in animation so uh, I'm in a school myself by making my own project so mm. that part is one reason why I if you have a budget you can actually dish mm. it out and pay people to do it but I, <clears throat> I, I would have wanted to do most of the animation anyway but uh, uh, the only difference uh, well the main difference between like if it was a budget and no budget is time mm -hmm. So you can either let me do it for nothing for four years, or you can give me enough money to do it in a year because I don't mm -hmm. have to work. So yeah. um, that's that's really it. And but I have this kind of joke, which it really isn't a joke. I I kind of say to my friends like, you could never afford for me what I would do for free because mm. it's it's way too much mm. work. It would cost way too much money. Uh, like I would rather you didn't pay me. Yeah, like uh, like you don't ask for the work because mm -hmm. you won't be able to afford it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um. But and if you could afford it, you'll get the version of it that's affordable, mm -hmm. you know. Gotcha. But like, but I do have like um, I, like every every professional has that sort of thing about them. Like, there's a limit to how much work. If you're being paid for eight hours a day, they'll give you the best for eight mm -hmm. hours, or maybe they give you the best for six hours and they goof off for two yeah. hours. I like got everyone has like their own thing. I, I definitely yeah. every project I'm on, I give it absolutely a hundred percent of my ability. So mm. you get what you pay for, but you will always get the same thing. If you're paying me low, you're paying me high, like you'll always get a good product. But I'm telling you, <laughs> Legend is way too expensive. Like no one's getting that from me for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe I think maybe, maybe no, that's that, probably that, that, that's part a of. Reason. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. sorry, I think that's maybe part of the 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 beauty in a passion project because you, you you're prepared to kind of take that extra step in ways that if someone was just to pay you, 
you may not do you may still do it to a high yeah. quality but that just because it's just because there is ownership and there's real there's skin in the game you i can mm-hmm. imagine like you said that, that I can imagine that being like, hey, you can't afford me. You can't afford me. Done. Because <laughs> there's, there's love, yeah, real love. That's a good it. point because you're basically putting a limit. Mm. Yeah. And the, the, the limit is money. So if yeah. you don't have the money, it's, it's essentially limitless. Like what mm. you can do with it. It's not always good to have no limit because like you may just keep working on something and never get mm. it done. But so like I did have an end goal. But so yeah. there's a difference. Be- like it's kind of like a honed in sort of version of being limitless if that makes any mm-hmm, sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now that makes sense four years is a long long time was there ever a moment or moments when you wanted to give up or and and how did you persevere through that there was absolutely never even oh, a, nice. even for a second i it, not even like because everyone has exhaustion with their own projects the yeah. last project i worked on before this was a book for four years it was a graphic novel and i said i will never again spend this much time on a personal project because every time i would get home the pack the stack of pages to ink was always this big no matter how many pages i was doing a day like why is it this finishing and like if you spend too long on your own thing you end up resenting it in a certain way maybe resenting yourself like why did i even do this i could have been doing something else just people who want to see me there's things i need to do like all sorts of stuff you start thinking of reasons why you would sabotage your own project even if it's a good project but with legend it never happened to me and it's really for one reason it's uh because i was married you know when you're married your time gets divided mm. you know mm. you don't want to you want to go to sleep on time mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're going to sleep at the same time as your wife and waking up at the same time because you're going to fall out of mm-hmm. out of sync yeah she's going to wake up early you're going to be sleeping in she's going to get the day started mm. and you're going to be doing god knows what so that was the first thing so i'm a night artist i'm always working throughout the night but that had to go like i would have like maybe fridays I'm like oh maybe friday i'm gonna stay up i'm gonna stay up all night tonight <laughs> it's like it's like a present so i'm thinking about that friday all week so that's already a level of motivation but the other part during the week we're like you know you're just trying to stay in sync it means that the amount of time you can actually put on your project in a sitting is way little bit i'm losing my four to five hour stints they're becoming 30 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour and but what happens is because you're fantasizing about working on it all day you're on the bus waiting for it you're working Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. eating you're working Mm -hmm. you know so when you finally get to the table for only 45 minutes it's like all you get to do is draw like and since i was getting to work on it so limited in such a limited uh respect consistently it always kept my stamina really high Mm. and like my enthusiasm to get back to because i was just itching i'm like works in the way when this is done (laughs) my real day starts for 45 minutes you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. nice you you're really teaching us a great lesson here in efficiency and like time allocation because i think you're right i think when you understand your priorities and know how limited not necessarily limited time is but where you need to allocate that time it makes it more um i guess um impactful when you need to use that time for a specific project or specific reason so absolutely yeah it almost as a byproduct like let's like seep out all the dead Mm -hmm. time the Mm. time that you're looking at your ceiling the Mm. time that you're like oh wait but what about this all that just goes away because you had time to do Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. you know like all the time like yeah you're you're only left to do this so it's just to perform 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 perform. so i've got a question if i can jump in yeah that's 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 um Mm. so this is this is like out of like genuine curiosity so i was reading an article the other day and around um 
it was one of these it was no it's a youtube video around all right changing your life and all these things how to improve your life you know there's product product productivity stuff on youtube and there was one that caught <laughs> yeah there's one that caught that caught my attention right. um and around like, just having that singular focus uh, and how that singular focus is kind of, is mm. is is underrated it's said a lot but it, it's hard to do you seem to have really like by having your your the available hours shortened it's giving you that singular focus so i was gonna ask during that four-year period were there any other passion projects that you had and worked on or was it literally this single project was the one thing that you're doing when you had that time Uh, it's mostly Mm -hmm. this but then i would have to like sometimes like one week you're not allowed to work on legend one week you're gonna have to dedicate that free time to someone else's project and when it's not that project maybe you finally open your sketchbook yeah. again as much mm-hmm. as drawing the legend has it's like over nine thousand drawings and i wow. i had uh told myself like it feels like i'm not drawing mm-hmm. because i'm not drawing anything else i'm only drawing animated frames of something that I had planned out in 2018 mm-hmm. 2019 takes all the time to rough animate it 2020 all the cleanup animation 2021 all the like every step would happen and just there was no there's nothing mm-hmm. new and when you don't have this new sort of like stuff coming into your book or on your sheets or your canvas or whatever, you feel like you're decaying. Mm. You don't feel like anything's happening, even though you're getting progress, great progress mm-hmm. on something that you're doing. So that sort of restlessness, like, oh, maybe I want to work on something else that can that can creep in. And there were moments where like I would think, oh, oh, should I do this or that? But it would never ruin my enthusiasm for what I did have mm-hmm. to do. Uh, I, I did have like one small project at Halloween uh, last mm-hmm. year. Um, it was like it was like the 50th anniversary of Lupin the Third, so I did like this really small like tribute to it of like the characters getting dressed up as Halloween, but like for like Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. characters, and um, that was it. It was like a small like animated production. It was it was like so maybe 15 20 seconds, but it was really nice just to start something, uh, a quick three week mm-hmm. stint, and then just get it done, mm-hmm. um, just in time for Halloween. So uh, that was I would consider like that the only other real free time project that I had made time okay. for. Uh, outside of legend I, i've got a follow-up question off the back of that i know sorry, sorry, Ed, sorry. i'll go on, go um on. no no go uh, for it the and i hope i hope we're not eating into the documentary because i want to leave some things for that everyone when it's released yeah that's check it out so yeah. don't tell us too much um but at the same time like yeah. when it, you mentioned before that you you had a goal when you're doing this um I don't want you. I don't want you to say what the goal is because I'm sure that's in the documentary. But were your expectations met when you completed this project? Um, okay, so I I didn't have a goal. Okay. The the goal was to create the project. Okay. Oh, just to create. The project. So okay. I don't okay. I don't go into the documentary okay. about anything like that. Yeah, I just I wanted to do it. Um, uh, although I would say I had like this underlying goal where I just wanted people to think like Canadian animation isn't lame because me and like my friends is like some of them are international but like yeah like there's nothing cool coming out of canada and there's so many good artists (laughs) here like come on we can do good stuff other than kids shows (laughs) so but yeah um that was like maybe one goal but um the other part of your question was did you say like was my expectations met about this i I think i I mix i missed yeah no no you're right you're right exactly that yeah Yeah. that's the question yeah um my expectations for this were definitely met because like the final picture mm. looks and sounds how i wanted the sound just blew me away that's mm. beyond expectation on every <laughs> single avenue possible or measure possible uh, 
you you talk to me yeah. you know what it's like <laughs> yeah. that and you you don't understand like in animation like when you draw something you see it move wow when you clean it up wow but then you put a lip sync on it then it actually it puts life into your animation for real mm. and mm. then when you hear sound effects on top of it that just is insane <laughs> like and when i like when he was like hey how about this and then he just shows me something i'm like oh what vital powers do you have like who did you sell your soul to like this is crazy so artistically every metric was uh met like in terms of like my expectation but i had zero like online expectations of this you know the first trailer in the course of four years met maybe like 180,000 views which is an insane number to me like that was it and um i thought that was the audience you know like in four years this is how many people know about it that's probably the people that are going to see it and um within like a day or two it was like a million people seeing it and i'm like this is absolutely bizarre and there was fan art there was cosplay there's people making fake toys so it's like i yeah you can't <laughs> you can't calculate this and i'm glad i didn't because if it's, it's insane like it's, it's like a christmas present but like every day of the week for like three months <laughs> yeah <laughs> <clears throat> why why do you think the um legend resonated so well with people i have my own theory but i just wanted to hear from you why do you think it just kind of blew up in that sense i thought about this actually and it's something that i mentioned in the documentary and you oh actually i don't mention it so this is a good place to mention it oh awesome so, exclusive there we go <laughs> yeah so I have, I have two two reasons i think why it resonated one is that uh all the people who liked it are probably in our age range mm-hmm. and were kids when they enjoyed Dragon Ball Z. They're not kids anymore. So when they see something new come out, they're like, oh, but what about... But also, you're an adult. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to enjoy a kid's show the way a kid mm-hmm. would. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but what about... Like, what am I supposed to enjoy? It's like, no, what you see is what you get. So when they saw Legend, it's someone who was a kid who grew up on that, but it's trying to make it for myself at this mm-hmm. age. So that goes for those people too. So they're getting an adult... Uh, aged up version of what they I mean it's not taking the story forward it's kind of like this alternate thing but they're getting a little taste of what it would be like if they were adults experiencing Dragon Ball Z for adults and that's how I saw it and um and the other reason is and I don't I don't want to look too much into this but you know some people get like emotional when they watch it like they like they'll like pause and like they'll tear like it's crazy and um and I and I think I know why it's and it's always at the same place it's around like when goku's about to turn super saiyan and um i think you know when you were a kid and you saw that for the first time you'd never yes. seen in your life anything like that from mm-hmm. anywhere and it just became your new metric of being strong or wanting to train i'm gonna be a super saiyan ko ken now <laughs> like you know what i mean so like how many people are running and they say ko ken and they can just run a little bit further right yeah so yeah, yeah. um but that became everyone's metric and like so that effect that that super saiyan transformation had it was like this this turning point for every kid who wanted to just have that as like part of their enthusiasm in their life so in, in my film when people saw that and they were pausing it and some people were getting emotional i think the reason is is because it was probably reminding them of a time of their life when they were probably the happiest they could ever mm-hmm. be like when you're a kid your life is I mean, I can't say for everybody, but I, I'm just gonna say generally that your life is probably as good as it could be. Like you have your family, like you're not an adult, you're not all these responsibilities and like things could be really good, you know? You're just thinking about being happy and watching anime and stuff. And I think that they're maybe reminded a little bit of that when they see a new version of a transformation because it's like you're, you're seeing something new, but it's reminding you of something old, you know? 
Jeez, I'm yeah, tearing up right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 no, but honestly, honestly, Nas, that when I, I I've watched it multiple times now, and there's always something new I find. And yes, you're right. That moment when he goes Super Saiyan or the Son Goku uh, transformation, I noticed you used a similar um, framing where the lightning comes down and Goku's like oh, head yeah. down, and I was just like, yeah, that's the moment. Um, I think for me, and again, um, this is just my own theory. I think you're right about nostalgia. People who've grown up with it. Also, it was just different. And I know I mentioned this to David in the other interview. Is it was different? It was more violent. It was almost like Dragon Ball Z uncut, you know, in the yeah, sense maybe. where it was just <laughs> raw and gritty. And I mean, when I saw um, Broly's arm get chopped off, I was like, damn, <laughs> that was like crazy and just the rawness of it and everything and then when he breaks Chi-Chi's arm and everything so yeah I I, I think it was just different because a lot of anime today and I think it's slowly getting different with the likes of Attack on Titan and so on and so forth but especially in our generation I think there was a and maybe I'm wrong in saying this but from that mid 90s to like maybe mid 2000s there was a lot of cookie cutter anime where it doesn't necessarily have the violence that we wanted to see yeah even at some points in the room it wasn't really violent bleach maybe somewhat but this was like you could tell that you know your early childhood memories of you know watching violence yeah. <laughs> has definitely come into this yeah um, and you you make a good point because just like how music changes over time you're like why does mm, music sound so crappy now mm. compared to like when i was growing up and then you'd always have to go backwards for good music i think it kind of happens visually with mm. anime where like you'll have styles like maybe drawing styles sure but like even the storytelling style what they're trying to do with it how much violence is allowed tv regulations mm. change all sorts of stuff but you know like like somebody asked like why did you choose your thing to look this way and we were talking about style like this is what you get when you strip mm. everything away like you know i was a kid and i wanted to make anime but now i'm old enough to make it and nothing looks like what it looked like when i was a kid so like my only recourse is to go backwards and try to make it look mm. like or feel like like what we had when we were growing up you know i am um, i yeah. i definitely how did you go for because sorry oh, no, sorry sorry i just had yeah, a quick one um um how did you because i think everyone was expecting the oh he's gonna go super saiyan here he is yellow hair blah 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 but yours was completely different style and take um mm. on what a super saiyan would look like how did that concept come to mind and if you if this listen if this isn't a bts documentary feel free not to answer this or lightly just answer it but how did that come to mind or how did yeah. you create that concept for me like i've always been inspired of like Monkey King or Honuman. Mm. Like, I just, I always like that stuff. Everything, Azra's Wrath, like, all that stuff is so cool. Avatar, like, you, you get yeah. moments of stuff like that in there. But, um, so that's always been part of, like, what I liked about uh, Monkey King. And obviously, it's, like, related to Son Goku. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I always wished, like, we would go that direction a little bit more. And then I was thinking about, like, you know, they're, they turn into great ups, but we don't get to see them fight that way. So maybe I could just. Maybe he's the special one, you know, like everyone's mm. Super Saiyan transformation is just a little bit different. Like Broly, like you have his, his glowing scars, mm. which turn red when he's just sees murder at the end. When he sees Goku mm. transform, like his scar turns red too. Um, and then, and then, and then Vegeta, he's more like the classic one, but he's got his tail, obviously. And then Goku is like more primal because everyone has the light. In my mind, it's like, it wouldn't be like Super Saiyan 1, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3. It would be like you're a super saiyan now but what does that mm. look like everyone should look like a little bit different so mm. if i had designed trunks like i would know what his would look like it wouldn't really be it would just be unique mm. 
Like, it would just be unique to the character. And it may not look too much different. I mean, Broly and Vegeta's not that much different. They have a hair color difference, but there's like a bit, I'm treating the character a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's de definitely based off like this idea of a, like an inner light in your heart. And if it, it, it's always there and it'll burn you from the inside out if you can't control it. And that's what happens to Goku. So he ends up looking like Monkey King because his skin is burned. Mm -hmm. But, but he also gets like the features of monkey, like the mm -hmm. jaw and like the mm -hmm. claws and stuff. But, uh, but yeah. Nah, that's a great, great shout. Go on, Solo. You no, yeah, no, I think I, I, and actually you, you, Nas, you've actually touched on, touched on my, my, my question slash point. I was going to say that I agree with your, what your reason as to why it's been, it, it blew up the way it did. Um, I think the way in which yourself and the team have designed designed that directed that video it, it was it was a lot it was very nostalgic one because it's like seeing goku go for super saiyan inverted commas but obviously son goku but also little subtle little, <laughs> little subtle things that were in there that made it look like it was a throwback so um we were speaking to david that yeah. kind of that little bit of static that's underlying um the the filter that's on the front it made yeah. me i said this day when i said to you as well it made me well, since first i saw it it made me feel it, it made it reminded me instantly of enter the dragon that that's that's the first thing that came into my mind that kind <laughs> nice. of like little gray <laughs> nice. that kind of gray nuts <laughs> on it that's that's what it reminded me of I was like ah. Oh, yeah. This is cool, and then also, I mean, it might not be. Yeah, yeah I can go, go into a yeah, bit of yeah, that yeah, please too. Do, please do, please do, yeah, please. Yeah, like if you wait, did you want to finish no, no, your no, 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 that's fine. This is more important. <laughs> go for it, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, people would call it degrading your footage. That's like a big word, right? Because, but you know, it takes a lot to make something mm. look like it's older. It's surprisingly <laughs> difficult. So um, mm. the first thing was like, I want the picture to look like, not like a VHS. I want it to look like restored mm. film. So it doesn't have like a VHS filter. It's actually, I don't have any filters on it. Like what you're seeing is like a, a type of manual thing that I have to build up in my composites wow. in After Effects, wow. where I, like, I won't go into the specifics of what they are, but they are layered. Like there's things to cause like your light bleeding behind the character in front of the character that you don't see these days much which is a, it's a consequence of shooting on film because of how the light mm -hmm. spills on film it's like i call it like the anime glass glow you see it in every mm -hmm. anime like where mm -hmm. the light just comes from the back to the front um and then there's other things like uh you know film if you res if you see anything like a digital master or like whatever if it's not like really digitally remastered if it's just like um restored and just cataloged on a dvd or blu-ray now you'll see your picture just shift mm -hmm. consistently up and down left and right down and left um and it's because like over time film because it goes through a projector mm -hmm. so much the heat bends the film mm -hmm. so it will make it do that when you're watching it so if you even watch cowboy bebop the movie even a movie that polished which i think came out in like 2000 um that uh it does that if you watch like a blu-ray copy of it oh. and I had to manually figure out like how to do that, which is not difficult to do, but I, I went in, I wouldn't even do it as like a, an automated expression. Like I would manually make wow. sure that I, I shifted it in a very inconsistent pattern, mm, but consistently. So per scene, I would do that. And then I even did something as far as like, I'm like, oh, I got to apply that to the subtitles. And I went through this Ooh. whole complicated thing to do with the subtitles because the picture moves, but the subtitles would move with it, but I don't want that. So I did all that. And then at the literally a month before I finished the project, I'm like, wait a minute subtitles is a digital process 
it should be on top of the footage, not mm. in the footage. And I looked, I looked up every single like I looked up <laughs> Fusion Reborn, I looked up Battle of the Desert, I looked up all this stuff. I knew it. You see the characters moving, and the subtitles <laughs> don't move a, yeah. a lick. I had to go back to every scene that had talking oh, in it. I had to redo oh, the subtitles, oh. like just to undo the hard work that I put into it. Jeez. And then, and yeah, like I, I did. There's also all other like little visual tricks, but I've paid a very close attention to why old pictures look the way they do, and um, that's so I'm glad it's you're saying enter the dragon because that's probably one of the greatest compliments I can get. I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. I love Jackie Chan movies. Some people have like, oh, like old Jackie Chan movie. Like, I'm not exactly sure like uh, what about it is making them feel that way. I'm glad it does mm. though, because that's one of my big influences for choreography yeah. and comedy and fighting and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, so there are there's definitely like uh, manual techniques used to age down the footage. And then the last one sound wise is I need a silence track on it. And I, I think David yeah, talked about right. that, that this is an undertone mm -hmm, of a hiss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And then it, that was like one of the last things that we added. And um, it's just nice. Like it just, it makes everything feel like it's one package, you know? Honestly, wow. You know, even if you look at the subtitles, I put like a Gaussian blur on the subtitles so they look like they're in the footage and not on the footage. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I researched the font. I have like, after all my research and trying to font match by like taking a screenshot and putting it over an old thing and doing my thing, it just ended up being Arial font. So I'm like, of course it was. That's obviously what they would have used back then. All the research, Arial. No, no, no corner was like uh, unlooked. Oh my god, yeah. that's crazy, man. Jeez, yeah. that's yeah, that, that a, a lot, a lot of hard work went into this. A lot of hard work, and it's it's crazy. Almost like, and I said this to David as well. A lot of things people don't see in the background that happened that um, goes into creating the final product, but a lot of work goes into it. Um, mm -hmm. From like you mentioned, the drawing to the paint and to the sound, whatever. Each individually may not necessarily like live um, as a, like a complete unit, but obviously when you put everything and you stitch it together, you can see yeah. that tapestry yeah. of the great work that you guys have produced. And honestly, it's been fantastic. So yeah, kudos definitely. to you and the team, seriously. We have a lot of Thank creatives you. that um, listen to this podcast. What would, you be, what would your advice be to a creative who's working on a project, um, whether it be a short-term one or a long-term one? In terms of like is there like uh, a few words of advice and in, in terms of whether it's like you need to do this or you need to have a goal or is there any spe thing specific you can let them know about i didn't want my advice trust me <laughs> 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 but if they were really dying for it i guess um, yeah. uh say it's a project any sort of project um mm. just figure out uh, how much time you're willing to put into it Mm -hmm. and see if you can mm -hmm. stick to that and you should you should plan for downtime too like you should plan mm -hmm. for goofing off mm -hmm. so and that's to be part of your production plan so if it takes you 10 hours to do something but you know you're gonna get distracted you know you're gonna get uh derailed you know you're gonna have to take a break put that in part into the production time too so your 10-hour project becomes a 14-hour project and then if you hit the 14 hours you're responsible mm -hmm. if you're below it bonus and uh so you gotta to plan for error like i, I do that a lot mm -hmm. and then um yeah, just ha having a, a clear idea of that is a, is probably like the most important part for starting a project. There's all sorts of things I could say about like continuing a project or yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. asset management, making spreadsheets, yeah. all this sort of stuff. Like, um, but uh, that would probably be the first thing. Like, if you're not willing to like invest the time to mm. figure out how much time you waste, then you probably won't get it done. 
like very efficiently. So it's efficient to figure out how much time you're going to waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You make a great point around burnout because, uh, and I've seen this with a lot of YouTube creators, like you, you, you just keep having to fill, um, fuel that fire and so on and so forth. And then unfortunately, a lot of them do get burnout. And I think mm -hmm. to your point, you have to have a, you have to have that goal or that, um, I guess that, um, point of reference I would say in terms of what is success to you and how much you're willing to tolerate or not tolerate. So my question yeah. to you is, would younger Nas, because I know you're a family man now, um, wife, kids on the way, congratulations. Would younger Nas have wanted this project done a lot more quicker or would it be the same kind of process? Do you think it would be two different approaches or would you say that you had more, I guess, reason now to, you know, be more focused and be more efficient given your circumstances? I think they'd be identical. It's just okay. that one would have taken less time. Mm. And maybe there's a potential of like a little bit of burnout because I can work for 14, 16 hours mm. straight. Jeez. And I, I've done that a lot too. And that's that's a, that's a single man's life, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but forcing myself to not do that now, like um, it, uh, it's you adjusting uh, your life to be able to make time for everything. So the ambition, the goal, the stamina, those are the same. It's just I have to compartmentalize them differently now. Um, so I may have more stamina to work, but I just don't get to use it because I have to do other things. Uh, mm. But yeah, but yeah, burnout is like something I don't think about too much because, um, like, if you're tired, just stop. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> it's easier said than done, you know. Some people, some people don't know when to stop. I think you need to know yeah. your priorities and uh, and and like you like you've got a good head on your shoulders. You know when you know. Okay, this is not enough time for me to spend. Now I've got to spend time with my wife or do other activities. Some people just don't know when to stop. And um, unfortunately, we see it time and time again. People quit. Um, I think it's, and I think we've said this before and our, when we've been on other podcasts and on when we started this podcast, what are your expectations? I think that's the main thing, right? Because mm -hmm. if your expectations don't lie, uh, um, um, don't, don't um, outline with your outcomes, then surely one to two years down the road if the outcome isn't been achieved you're going to get rejected you're going to get annoyed or so on and so forth so yeah i think you're right yeah but and that the topic of expectations and me saying allocate for time to goof off mm. i think they kind of go hand in hand because if your expectation is to finish it soon but you don't realize how much time you don't actually work on it when you're trying to work on it then your expectation is unrealistic so you if you can actually allocate for that and like kind of predict it you'll probably just be happier because you're not mm -hmm. you're not behind schedule and also like you know when it comes to like content creation and that sort of stuff through youtube or if it's like music mm -hmm. or or whatever it is um i think like there's this uh underlying like feeling people are being rushed mm -hmm. you know, it's like i need to make mm -hmm. more of it because more people need to see it if mm -hmm. they like it more mm -hmm. it needs to come but you know quality over quantity i think mm -hmm. like you can have a large qu quantity too <clears throat> it just takes longer to get it Mm -hmm, and but like mm -hmm. people people are way happier with waiting longer to get something great than just getting a bunch of stuff that's almost cool you know mm. so i could like some people said like oh you know your youtube channel has like a lot of viewers on it now and like what's next i'm like what do you mean what's next who cares what's mm. next like you're not gonna get it for a long time i'm not i'm not a content mm. creator like uh, mm. that's just not what i want to do so uh it's just youtube is a place to put it 
you know, so people can yeah. have the benefit of seeing it for free. And I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll be happy to see something for free if they have to wait a really long time <laughs> yep. for it. Um, <laughs> if it's good, mm-hmm. that is, you know. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I have that confidence. If I take a long time on something, I'm going to make it good. Mm. I mean, you, we've, we've already seen the proof in the pudding, like yeah. Legend, so for sure. Um, Nas, I would be remiss if I didn't ask the question, has any of the hit heavy hitters um, studios reached out to you to either congratulate you or try and recruit you for one of their projects uh i just i'll be remiss not to ask that <laughs> yeah i mean i've had like some touch with some people who are doing like stuff on anime um there's a I, i've had some other like european studios who reach out to me and there's like there are definitely some other things that i've been uh like in talks about uh so that's been like a nice byproduct of all of this awesome awesome Good. yeah good that's great honestly because yeah. you're so talented uh even when i was watching the reaction of rdc like someone gotta hit this guy up man he's like <laughs> i can't do it sorry my american yeah, gonna say, american listeners try, I, that was it, terrible try, terrible terrible try. american accent <laughs> i was so bad but yeah um, that's glad that you've been recognized because it's honestly so so good um before we get on to uh, Solo's uh, top top anime, top five anime, given his new methodology, and <laughs> <Yes>. how he's... <laughs> um, we're going to get into um, the super quick fire round. But before that, I know, I know you have a Pokemon for Solo, don't oh, you? Oh, okay. All right. Might to give him a suggestion to give a Pokemon and you're going to write a horror yeah, story about gonna, it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, like yeah, we did yeah, for yeah, David. Yeah. Okay. Um then you can get who's the uh who's the one who's always like this oh mr oh, mine, mr. mine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i hate that guy so much that's what you're oh, getting oh okay you throw the curve oh, This is gonna be hard. Have you ever done no. one with Mister Mime before? No, no, no that's no. a good, that's a hard okay. one, but no, it's a good I one. I don't want to. I, I remember I spoke. To, so I said this to Ed. You know what, Solo? I, there are some good. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So I said this to Ed when we first, when this first came out, when this first this this conversation was out. You know what? There is the number I have. I have a list in my head of Pokemon that I don't want to get because I think they're just very hard. And Mister Mime was one of them. So <laughs> all right, okay, all right, all right. I need to test myself here. All right, then. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a difficult one, you know. Actually, I, actually, uh, actually, but yeah, I think I oh, got well, it. I think got... I got one. I think I got one. Something's brewing in my head now. There's there's been some good. There's been right, right. yeah, there's, some, there's been some good French films with uh. Yeah, there's been some good <laughs> French movies and films where the mime is like the villain and stuff, and is annoying people. So yeah. you can try and build that in. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Maybe you can switch it up, Solo. Whoever, however you want to do it. But um, I've got like I've got. Okay. Mr. Mime, it is. Let me so. let me say this. <laughs> Thank you so let much. Say, let me say this. Let me say this because I can't I'm, I can't use it because it's already been used in a film. But imagine Mr. Mime. So if, has everyone Ed that? So have you guys seen Get Out? All right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So you remember that scene where there is like they're in the garden and there's that guy just running straight at the uh, straight at Daniel Kaluuya's character. Imagine Mr. Yeah, Mime, the imagine Mr. Mr. Mime, the yeah, imagine Mr. Yeah. Mime doing that straight at you. That- <laughs> <laughs> I would punch that man right. I hate mimes like clowns. Oh God. <laughs> All right. So. 
Solo, Mr. Mime. This is this is an evil one, Nas. I can't lie. This is a this is a tough one. Yeah, I'm not liking this. I'm, I'm not liking this at all. <laughs> Are you gonna be able to do this solo? You know, I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah, I'm gonna give it okay, a go. Okay, okay. Just uh, maybe go into your dark place. You know, <sighs> channel those dark, dark, those, <laughs> those dark inner thoughts that <laughs> maybe go into your closet. I mean, you're already in your closet, so who knows? <laughs> What's that supposed to be? Maybe turn the light off this time, so you know, just uh, have some <laughs> some scary movies playing in the background, <laughs> stimulate that <laughs> that darkness. But yeah, um, solo, I will leave it all in your capable hands. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. It's time for another episode of Solo's Special Stories. <laughs> You're at a carnival. It's approaching closing time. People are making their way out. Rides are slowing down. Lights are turning off. Personnel are making their way towards the exits. But not you. With quarters in your pocket, you're in front of the claw game. Desperate just to win that fluffy toy. You're focused. Your parents tap you on the shoulder and you brush them off. They'll tell you that they'll meet you at the car. They leave you to it. Time begins to speed up a little bit. You look up and there's dark dim atmosphere around you you didn't win that fluffy toy you get another tap on the shoulder you turn around and you see a thick gloved hand resting on your shoulder it's a mime it puts his hands out in front of you gesturing for money gesturing for change. It does a dance, again asking for money. You shake your head, and again you shrug it off. He chases you. Again, taps you on the shoulder. Not looking as joyful. Once again you shrug it off. You gently push it away. You're not interested. It stops. And narrows its head. Looking at you with dead eyes. And it just stands there. You begin to quickly walk towards the exit. Glancing over your shoulder, you see it doing something you don't know what. You move a little bit quicker. As you approach the exit, you slip and fall. You try to get out, but something's on your leg. You're being dragged back. And as you turn around on your back and look for, look down at your feet, you see the mime in the distance. Pulling something. There's nothing there, 
but it's pulling something. It's pulling you. As you scramble and try to try to fight yourself out of the grass and the mud, you see nothing but getting closer and closer to the mine. It ties this imaginary rope to a pole and begins walking slowly, pacing towards you. It kneels down in front of you, smiles, and encases you in an imaginary glass box. End. Ooh, nah, you can't end it like that, Solo. <laughs> you can't end it like that. <laughs> what happens to him or her? What happens to know. the child? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We have to find out. Hey, a glass box. That could go anywhere. They get anywhere. I could go in the. Oh my goodness! Maybe he's trapped to be fair, in though, the carnival. <laughs> he becomes one of the mime acts. Maybe he becomes <laughs> one of the mimes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Do you know what I liked? Um, I liked the 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 scene was brilliant. Um, the scene was brilliant. So. Again, Solo thinks about this all on the fly. So, Nas, I hope you appreciate of it. I know you uh, dislike Mr. Mime, so hopefully um, Solo's done him justice and you disliking him even more. Because... Even more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, this, this, I, I really liked when you, uh, you mentioned he's pulling something. He's pulling you. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then you, you know that. You, and I yeah, can imagine. You know, everyone knows that. <laughs> I can like, imagine him in the distance. Thing, the typical man. Yeah, thing, when they, right? There's the glass they, box they, they, and then there's the pulling. They, the, pulling. They, the lasso, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they mime a lasso and then you think, yeah. whoa, that's not going to work. And you get pulled. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That is that. Do you know what I like? That you know, just is the just the right level amount of um um darkness. I know Solo could go even. I could go could, dark. Could have gone. Could have go gone. Could have gone. Like, yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> where is this going? Rope, Ferris wheels, <laughs> right, all yes, of this exactly. stuff. I was like, oh my god! It could have been goodness. a pseudo part two. It could have been yes. pseudo widow part two. Ooh, that would have been <laughs> messy. Ooh, my goodness. <laughs> Maybe I, maybe, I, I, maybe I'll do maybe I'll do an appearance from another Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna have a book. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have a multi-dimensional solar special stories episode. The, the multiverse, <laughs> the multiverse of solar special stories. Yeah, is the the FSU? That's what I'm calling it. The SSU instead of the MC. The SSU. That is too much. <laughs> different different Pokemon coming to the others <laughs> to, to inflict even more darkness even and more torture. <laughs> but no, I like I like I like the uh, subtle end in, in the glass box because yeah. that could go anywhere. He could be anywhere. It could even be his own puppet now. Like I don't have a clue, but that was a good one. Know. You could take that it anywhere. Like there's there's so many different ones. There's so many different mm. ones. I think one I've got in my head at the moment is that if I if I wanted to make it a bit longer, turn around and say he passes out and when he comes to he's knocking on the shoulder of another kid. Ooh. Yeah, you like that, isn't it? Like a loop. 
and it's just like <laughs> right. <laughs> I get too much enjoyment out of this. I need to Deep. talk to someone. <laughs> oh, the mime has yeah, like a loop. It's so a that loop. mime was a mime before. Oh yeah, so no, that mime was a that mime was a kid before. And that kid mime before, was a kid sorry, before. yeah. And that mime was a kid Ooh. before. Ah, I like and that. Maybe, ending, maybe maybe it's the case where they're asking for change because that's how you're freed. Someone has to give you change, but you look like a freakish freakish animal mime. <laughs> you don't look like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's closing time at like a creepy carnival. I ain't giving you nothing at that time of night. I'm not giving you anything. I'm, I'm running away. Uh, but you're not, though, no, because something's pulling it's something. It's pulling exactly. you. <laughs> <laughs> something keeps pulling me back, me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, thank you so much, Nas, for that Pokemon. Hope we we did you justice there. Of course, I'll add my uh, um, sound editing magical mixes in there to... Um, <laughs> to to bring bring even more so to life, as you know, um, you know actually, you know I'm I'm a bit of a David in the podcast, you know, and uh, Solo's a bit of a Nas there, you know, just uh, oh, creating that man. content. Too yeah, calm, yeah. man. Uh, joining together yeah. to create. Yeah, that's your that's your easy. Christmas present. There you go. <laughs> that's the Christmas present. <laughs> there you go, Solo. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Nas, and now back to the show. Oh god! <laughs> um, before we, before uh, we wrap gosh. up, I know I know Nas enjoyed. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. No. I think sorry. I'm cutting people off. I apologize. Um, then before before we wrap up and move on to the, the wrap up to the the final part, um, I just I did want to say two things. I think I I just I think it's part of the reason why. Yeah, yeah. Another reason why people I like, really like like what you guys what you, you and the rest of the team produced. One. I think you're not, well one this is personal to me I follow um, an artist I don't know him personally but there's an artist called I think it's Malcolm when he's Rocket Boy Rocket Boy Art and I love the fact that you put one of his characters in it yeah he's a friend yeah, of mine yeah I love the fact you put his one of his characters in the back yeah I called him I was like oh that's good I like that <laughs> yeah I had a <laughs> that day like um, I was just that was one of the last shots that I did because it was a group mm. shot and I didn't want to get to it so fast and I needed to populate the background I'm like I need designs. I messaged him like, Malcolm, do you have a design I can throw in there? Like any OCs? What about that tiger guy? He's like, Jay. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, can I put him in there? He's like, yeah, please. So then I just drew him there. You, I guess he gets maybe cut off a little bit because of how it's framed, but he's, uh, you'll yeah, see his, in the full version so of it. Yeah. that one. I really like that. And then also there's one scene that, I, that it had me, it had me chuckling. Um, I think when Vegeta lands and he, t- he takes off his shirt and he throws it and Bulma catches it. Bulma catches it. Um, and he sat next, <laughs> and, and she sat yeah. next to Yamcha, and you see her like a little smirk. I'm like, I like yeah. what you did there. I like that. That was a good little foresight. I like that. That was good. <laughs> uh, thank All you. in the details. Yeah. <laughs> All in the details. Uh, yeah. Oh, but- uh, do you guys know David Liu? He does Space Maria. Um, oh. He's got like his own character. She's in that scene. She's with uh, just beside Boma. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of details, attention to details. So uh, nice one, Solo, for seeing that. Um, yeah. Um, so, Solo, you know um, your, uh, what's it called? Your top five or your oh, yeah. top three, whatever it is, in, in terms of anime, using a new methodology. Yeah. 
Let's hear so, it. Um, you're right, Ed. My number one hasn't changed. That's 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 One Piece. One yeah. Piece is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Okay. Near, I think this just the storyline. Yeah. The storyline to me. I, and obviously there are not there are certain listeners of our podcast who are rolling their eyes right now. Um but there's yeah, so One Piece <laughs> is number one. And then uh another favorite yeah. would be Hunter X Hunter. That uh and I've watched both. I've watched the yes. old one and the new one. I love them both. Um mm-hmm. and then I would I actually been thinking a lot about this Ed actually. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I think. Oh, that's yeah, on my that's, list. that yeah. is that is. <laughs> oh, is that your top, top that's, three? Yeah, yeah? That's, in, that's in the top five. And then one for me that I think is separate to everything we, wouldn't be Dragon Ball Z, but for me it would be Cowboy Bebop. I think there is something about Cowboy Cowboy. Mm, Bebop. I know you love. Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something that. about Cowboy yeah. Bebop that is because nice. it's it's not it's not. It's not just fighting. It's just something that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like, I don't even see it. And I saw it relatively late. I didn't, it wasn't yeah. one of the former world I saw my formative years. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was just like this. I, almost, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little bit hyperbole. It was like, this is what anime can do. I like this. This is good. This is, this is like real adventure yeah. storytelling. Um, so that would be in there as well. And it feels like you're watching real yeah. people, but they're drawn. Yeah. You know, like those yeah. are real characters. Very yeah. true. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was be true. that would be my summary. So yeah, One Piece, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, nice. Hunter X Hunter, um, Cowboy Bebop, and actually, I'd say those are the top four. I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm not going to squeeze anything into the top five. That those would be the those Ooh. are the four top <laughs> echelon. Um, they're they're the top. They're the top four. They're mm-hmm. the top four. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, as I said, my top three never changes. One Piece, Ghost in the Shell, Hajim Noiko. Straight nice. up. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, the movie, or like the TV series? Oh, no, 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 no. The, t- the t- second gig and first gig. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, so revenu- revolutionary. I know Solo gets on it. Like, he hasn't even seen it yet. But I've seen the film. I know once he sees it, it will be in his top five. Yeah, don't, no, 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 the, the film is not the one. It's the actual <laughs> first and second gig. Actually, Nas, is, if there was an anime that you could be part of, maybe art director, um, be one of the, um, the story artists, which anime would it be? Oh, like from, from before too? B- b- sorry, before what, sorry? Sorry, this is like a like a, hyper, a hypothetical question. Like if yeah, there's hyper one that I could have been part of? Yeah, yeah, hypothetically, um, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I never thought about that. Um, <laughs> Can I give you like maybe like a top three? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so for or should we make silliness? him sweat solo and do just one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we nice. nice this time. <laughs> that was so nice to me. <laughs> right. So um, so for silliness and action, kill the kill. Mm. Um, uh, for like just overall, like, it just seems fun. The the cinematography is great. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And um, I probably ruined that one. <laughs> um, and then uh and i think um one more would be uh it's kind of like a tie between evangelion and hunter x hunter Ooh. like those seem like really cool yes. shows to be part of yeah Ooh. especially evangelion because i want like that's such a personal piece for hideaki mm. but um and hunter x hunter just looks like it's fun uh but yeah those would be that would be awesome if i was like mm. able to be part of that like on a maybe an art direction level or like an animation level or anything like, yeah that, that evangelion is yeah that that was 
it tried to be it was i watched that i remember i watched that work um, on tsunami when i was like 12 or 13 it was complicated and a, a bit out of my depth when i first watched it there's a lot of psychological things happening mm-hmm. especially towards the end but i haven't re-watched it it's, it's a masterpiece honestly it holds up yeah, yeah. for sure and end of for evangelion sure. is one of the best animated things ever made <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's crazy mm-hmm who, which um, do you have a specific, um, other than of course your studio? Do you have a favorite studio, or which studio think you think is actually killing it in the game right now? I'd say Trigger. They're mm. they're up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously like Madhouse does some really crazy stuff. Yep. Mappa is doing Chainsaw course, Man. Yeah. Like all these places have great productions, but Trigger like you know a Trigger show when you've seen a Trigger show. Yes. Yeah, because it's got their flavor, their stank all over it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, it's obvious. Yeah, it's I, obvious. I could confuse like a map of production for a Madhouse one. Yeah. Mm. For sure. I mean, I've always been production IG, uh, just because, again, Ghost in the Shell, like that just blew me away. And since then, I know they do a lot of sport anime as well. But mm. yeah, um, but yeah, Trigger, awesome. Um, awesome. I think were they when we did our top ten were, were they in your top five was Trigger in your top five solo? Like, yeah, Trigger were, Trigger were. Yeah, when we did our yeah, top yeah, ten yeah, animation. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. All right, cool. Let's uh, wrap this up. So we're gonna do the super quick fire round, um, as right. I'm sure you heard with uh, David. So as you know, this is just a set of questions you have to answer. Um, first thing that comes to mind. So if, for example, right. if I say <laughs> PlayStation or Nintendo, you would say. Is the question which is better or which is spelled longer? <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to assume what the question is when I hear the two words, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Just <laughs> no. What, you what is your preference? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So the question is, what do you prefer? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Cool. So that was just an example, but yeah. First thing that comes to mind. All right. Three, two, one. Let's go. Are you morning or night person? Night. Uh. Film or cartoon? Film. Goku or Vegeta? Vegeta. The last song you listened to? Uh, Aquamarine by Black Thought. Ah. Smash Bros or Mario Kart? Oh, uh, Mario Kart. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Please. Street Fighter, <laughs> of course, dude. <laughs> 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 there's a lot of people who love Mortal Kombat uh, it's because they don't know Street Fighter that's why <laughs> I mean the violence in Mortal Kombat is one to you know uh, admire but okay cool. I got anime for that come on I need, I need some real fighting <laughs> um, uh, yeah uh, oh this is a hard one Jet Li or Bruce Lee Bruce Lee oh, fair enough um, or Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee then Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, there you go, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pokemon Gold or Pokemon Silver? Never played them. Got only to yellow. Oh, <laughs> okay, enough. Um, TikTok or uh, Instagram? Instagram. Saitama or Broly? Oh, Broly. Manga or anime? Anime. Deku or Bakugo? Bakugo. Pokemon or Digimon? Pokemon. Last animated film you watched? Uh, Sword of the Stranger. Mm. Oh, that is... I've got that in my collection. What a fabulous film that is. Yeah. K-pop or hip-hop? Hip-hop. Naruto or Bleach? Naruto. And then finally, what would you say to your younger self if he was listening today? Naruto. (laughs) (laughs) 